Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 84 of Reboot Already Underway, the first episode of Reboot Already Underway of 2018. Hopefully not the last. That would be weird and sad, but it's not, and we're recording on January 1st, and my name, of course, is Jacob Lacey, joined again today, as always, by Aaron. Happy New Year, Han! I, I see the intros haven't gotten any more concise. Hey, you know, we <laughs> we had a week off. I haven't been preparing <laughs> for this. Uh, and, of course, also by the master of the Baja Blaster, David Becker. Huh. I'm, I'm still on my same stuff from last yeah. year and the year before. Well, it's just because, still, and still the year blessed. before that, yeah, because you're just the best. You are the master. It's like, Aaron. Once, once you reach perfection, you can't make any more New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Are you telling you me know? I peaked? Yo, you'll know what I <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, first, uh, year of the show, we're gonna be doing, or, <laughs> first show of the year, it's actually the third year of the show now, right? No, second year, yep. third, my god, it's 2018, um, third year of the show, uh, but we're gonna, uh, keep it rolling right along, we, David's messing with his microphone right now, and it's really loud and distracting, but we're gonna, we're gonna do the... Star Wars The Last Jedi spoiler cast that we were talking about uh, uh, last episode, which was two weeks ago now. Uh, and yeah, we guess we should probably refresh people with our non-spoiler thoughts, then we'll dive into spoilers uh, after. Uh, I am still of the mind that this is probably the best Star Wars movie, even though it's not my favorite. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I didn't know that was your mind. That is my mind. It is here, and it is on I the table. I took it out. And... did not know that it beat Empire for you. No, no, no. I'm saying it's the best. Empire is still my favorite movie. No, no, I, I get that. I get that. And I'm still going like... to say Empire is the best movie of all time. I'm never not going to say that. But I do, like... If I have to look into the objective side of my mind, I have to admit that, yes, this is the best Star Wars movie. But as soon as I start talking about Empire, objectivity goes out the window, and I become heated. I become very heated, so I don't want to... What what else exists in the uh, objective side of your mind? Um, is, that, is that a dark place? Or... Things like Lord of the Rings and like other stuff that I don't really like that much. But, you know... I have to, like, be like, okay, I guess it's good. <laughs> like, Robocop and other stuff like that. Yeah, those yeah. best movies of all time. Yeah. yeah. Only only a fool would not appreciate. Well, maybe. Well, maybe maybe more than a fool. Aaron, <laughs> what, what, what do you think about Star Wars uh, The Last well, Jedi? I would personally rank it third. In the franchise. Okay. After, okay. it would be New Hope, Empire, this one. Okay. Okay. And David, your thoughts on Star Wars The Last Jedi? I don't think his earphones are in, so I don't know if we're going to get any response. In. Okay, David, did you, all right, well then answer the question. Question is, what do I, what is my opinion on the new Star Wars movie? I see, yeah, I should have known he was going to. My, my opinion on it was I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly. I don't know if it caught the nostalgia. Because when episode 7 hit, 
And all the nostalgia came running back to me. I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. But And I don't know if 8 captured that nostalgia, but maybe it's just because I'm like, oh, now there's going to be a crap ton of more Star Wars movies. So now maybe it's just thinking... No, it's not that first time back, so I think that may be. Well, we'll we'll get into that because I have Aaron. And I, I we've kind of talked a little bit about it about what this movie does with your nostalgia. <laughs> so I think yeah. we'll talk we'll talk a little bit about that uh, in the spoiler section. Um, yeah. But yeah. So apparently, we all really loved it. And so anyone yeah. listening to this wanting to to get the get the controversial side on. Is it even controversial anymore, man? The internet just seems to hate this movie for some reason. For Oh, for some reason. <laughs> I can't imagine why they wouldn't like this movie. I can't... I don't even know. There's literally no way to know why they wouldn't like it. It's not oh, like yeah. there are major characters. No, there's just nothing. There's no way. <laughs> so, we're just going to get into spoilers then. Um, maybe you're going to hear some arguments for why we thought, I mean, there are very distinct moments, I think, uh, if you're on Twitter, you're listening to the hot takes on Star Wars, and everyone's like, oh, I hate these two parts of this movie, there's always two parts that people bring up, and I'm like, see, I liked those parts, (laughs) so, I don't know, I don't know, man. So, our, our debate is essentially going to be Star Wars The Last Jedi great star wars movie mm-hmm. or greatest star wars movie yeah that's, yeah that's that's the extent of our uh don't put me don't put me in a box aaron don't put me in <laughs> he a doesn't box. want to be put in a box so um yeah let's uh let's dive into it star wars spoilers if you haven't seen it you probably have at this point but if you haven't uh high recommend from all of us um so yeah maybe maybe you'll come out of this as a star wars hater thinking yeah maybe that wasn't so bad so that's all I can hope for right now because don't mess it up, JJ. <laughs> Just don't mess this up. Uh, all right. So do we want to start with the things that people have been saying are bad about it? Do we want to just dive into it? If, sure, if you want. All right. So I think we need to talk about Canto Bite first, the casino planet. Um, what about it? People hate that whole subplot. And again... I don't think all of it <laughs> is for reasons, but I think there's some <laughs> some of it that's just, just a little. It just spit it out. I just think some it's, people. It's, it's 2018. <laughs> just uh, spit charge, it out. charge right ahead. Uh, I I think some people are upset that Finn is an African American male, <laughs> or he's not African American. He would he's black. <laughs> And Rose is Asian, and people don't like that. And also, I think people, when characters show sign, when male characters show signs of weakness, they think that that makes them a bad character, even though that's just toxic masculinity. And <laughs> <laughs> so that's part of it. I do th- like hear people being like, "Oh man, I just hate that they fail." And that's what I love about that side plot. I don't know if you guys are with me on this. I think it just ties in with what Yoda says, where he's like, oh, failure, the best teacher is. That's my Yoda. Yeah, uh, that's that's a horrible Yoda. Yeah, that's pretty but, good. Uh, a pretty good Yoda. But yeah. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm green, dude. <laughs> I'm just fail, green. 
failure so, is definitely a theme of the movie. And yeah, that's like that's like that's like the point of the movie. Literally, like no can, one succeeds. You can like not like that. That's the point. But I think that it adds a lot of like complexity to the Star Wars mythos. You know, mm-hmm. where it's like it's not just good versus evil, good wins. It's you know the good people mess up sometimes pretty drastically. Even yeah. even people with the best intentions can end up you know really messing things up yeah david you were gonna say something so with this um controversy that you guys are just so skipping around i, I didn't think... skip around anymore i, I came right out like, and said it like, we, we, we made we made my charge right for it in my opinion i don't even think everyone's like oh finn and rose are gonna be together i don't think finn is into rose like like at all, I disagree. I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. I disagree. I, I, I know you both respectfully disagree, but I just don't like the kiss seemed very forced, and I. Oh well, yeah, you didn't see it, it coming. I think <laughs> I, th- I think he was surprised by the kiss. Yeah, uh, no. But I, mean, I think I think time, he definitely. Whether they're tell. maybe they're not romantic, but he definitely has oh, very strong sexy. feelings. Mm-hmm. Or, no, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's the new side to Star Wars. We're taking. <laughs> no. To be stunned. Well, I mean, once once you start adding those uh, X's into the episode yeah. numbers, you know, you gotta. Once we get to Star Wars gotta, episode thirty, I yeah, mean, you know. <laughs> can, I, uh, can I talk about one of my complaints? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Um. It's not really ever explained, but like, okay, so we got all these like super high tech spaceships, right? It can jump through hyperspace, and there's that one amazing scene when she go turns around the ship and goes kamikaze and just completely destroys was the uh, star star destroyer it? fleet. Yeah, the star destroyer fleet. But um, has their technology not developed autopilot? Like that—that's a big complaint that I hear from a lot of people. That there's like no auto, like that the ships have to be manned and people have to die. Like, but it, no. it's supposed to like be like, oh no, I'm giving it all for the for the republic for the resistance, and then but at the same time, I'm like, y'all don't have auto, autopilot. Like, I don't know about like, did they have that? Don't they have that? Yeah, in, they um, do. The the point they, was that she was going to do drastic maneuvers to try and shake them. No. And try and make them think that there were still people on there. So, like, you can't just autopilot no, no, no. <laughs> make drastic maneuvers. No, no, but I'm, but I'm saying, but I'm saying all the other, sh- like, the medical ship, all the other parts of the fleet. Oh, yeah. Like, there were people, like, they couldn't, they couldn't just hop on one of those pods. I don't know. That, that, that's, and, like, I didn't think about it until after the movie, because, like, in the movie, I'm just, like, loving every moment of it and stuff. Yeah, but, I mean, I guess. I mean, they could have instead of saving about like ten lives, they could have had maybe fifteen and like really filled up the Millennium Falcon. But like, you know, then know, there's the no movie. Is about ten. The resistance, <laughs> but let's be real, the Resistance is like ten people. I could count them on two hands. I was like, oh, oh, like they're all there. Yep. And that's all they got. <laughs> yeah, and I love that part of it. I, I think. Oh, Jacob loves murder. Okay. Yeah, I love murder. It's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think a lot of complaints are like, this 
didn't make sense in the plot. And this, like, why didn't they do this? Why, why has no one ever light-speeded through Imperial fleets before? Like, I've heard that one, too. And I'm like, well, all right. I mean, like, there's I, no I'm movie if that doesn't happen. Best, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I, I feel like some things you just have to give up as, like, you know, your suspension of disbelief. Just because there wouldn't be a movie if you didn't. And also, like, it made for an awesome moment. So, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But there are just certain lines, I think. There are other times in other movies where I'm like, I can't give up that. When, so, I don't know. I can understand where people are coming from. But at the same time, I'm like, we're watching a movie about space wizards. So, <laughs> like, nothing's going to be that Force realistic. did it. Yeah. The Force works in mysterious ways. Yeah. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all you got to keep in mind. Yeah. Aaron, you got some, uh, you got a complaint? That's Do I have a, we're, a, we're, a complaint? We're diving head in right now. Here we uh, go. Uh, yes, I have a complaint. Uh, not enough porgs. I, I wanted at least, like, three more porgs in the movie. I wanted, I wanted Snoke to have been a porg the entire time. <laughs> That, that he cuts he cuts Snoke in half and a porg just crawls out of his body. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a little robot. With like a porg pilot. <laughs> now, of everyone I've seen this movie with, I don't know. I don't know if I asked you about it, David. Everyone hates the porgs except for me. I'm like, dude, I like the porgs. It's like let the kids have it, you know? I don't I know. Don't, I don't mind the porgs. What I like what I'm trying to comprehend because on the way out because, obviously, Chewbacca was eating the porgs, right? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> We're supposed to believe that, right? And then, so, like, in that one scene, the porgs are just, like, destroying the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. And then, all of a sudden, it, like, cuts to the next scene, there's only one porg left. Yeah. So, <laughs> so are we assuming that Chewbacca had a little space meal with all the... And has only kept... And now, like, is he, are we going to see Chewbacca, like, roast a porg in, like, episode nine? What if, what if we see a uh, porg roast Chewbacca? Oh my god. Dude, if Chewbacca no, no. dies, I die. <laughs> like, I just feel like that needs to be stated. Dude, like, if you think about it, he's seen, like, the entire Skywalker, like, heritage, like, grow up and, like, at, like mess up. He's like, well, can't wait till this one messes up. Like, another one? So maybe he's just looking for a pork in his life. So I'm, I'm just gonna assume that he ate No, wait, is he looking for a pork to eat or to marry? <laughs> I'm so confused. Well, I don't know, because, like, do you think he's gonna... He, there's only one pork left. You think he's just gonna eat him, or he's? Gonna I think they're going. I friend? think they're going to keep it as like a war, not a war criminal, but just like they're gonna keep it and be like, "Hey, it's our little pet. Make it dance, <laughs> kind of thing." You know, he's, real he's messed up the stuff. New, fa- new face uh, of the resistance. Yeah, and they're gonna do like por- uh, propaganda por- ads the with por- the pork. <laughs> yeah, like they'll make like a miniature city and have it be like a Godzilla-sized monster crushing the empire. Mm-hmm. And then they'll have like some kind of catchy slogan, and that's how they're gonna rebuild the resistance in the next film. It it'll be something like this: climb on Porg, climb on oh, Porg that's... to the resistance. <laughs> you, better, you better coin that, <laughs> Aaron. Yeah, you... Can you make a? We gotta, Aaron. We gotta like uh, copyright all of this. And Aaron, yes, if you're asking for if I can make a yes. minion meme, but a Porg. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm asking. Please do that. Oh. That's your that's your task for this week. 
um, I might have to. I might have to wait till I go back to school and fine. access the Photoshop again. That's fine. It will, it will happen. <laughs> oh my god. Um, if we ever make T-shirts, we would get sued by Disney instantly. <laughs> but that would need to be one. Do I get Walt Disney's autograph though? No. Yeah, he would. Um, okay. So things we loved about the movie. Because as you said, we loved it. Alright, let me tell you one thing that I loved, and I only realized after the second time, and then I called Jacob to talk to him about it, but he didn't answer. So, that was pretty That was pretty jerky of him to do. I don't but, remember that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, because you didn't pick up. So Alright, I don't guess remember so. It. So, when you got, when you got a Luke... And you got a Yoda. He's mm-hmm. talking, looking at, and then he's like, "I'm gonna burn the Jedi text, right?" And then Yoda is like, "Oh, like Ray has everything, like everything that's that's in there. Ray already has, mm-hmm. right?" And so I'm like, "Oh yeah, Yoda's just being Yoda, talking about like, you know, all existential and like all like big big thoughts." You know, like, oh yeah, like so Ray learned big so thoughts. much, right? But then, later in the movie, you see Ray with the literal Jedi text. So yeah. I'm like, Yoda like straight up just said, "Yeah, Ray stole all this stuff." And I, <laughs> like, I did, like it just like clicked. Like the second I was like, "Holy crap!" Like Yoda was like, "It's like a double meaning," and like it, it was just a really cool moment for me. I was like, "I'm trying to explain it to you, but you like you didn't pick up," and so like the moment <laughs> faded. But it was still really cool for me. <laughs> yeah, no, that is awesome. I didn't catch that until the second time either. That those books were there. And I think that's really interesting, even though she probably has literally no way to know how to read them. Although she knows, like, language stuff, so maybe, but... she's know what she's going to go to? She's going to go to, uh... The Knights of Ren. <laughs> no, not know. the Knights of Ren. She's going to go, because they're going to need to throw in, uh... What's her name from Episode 7? And this, they, they literally threw Maz. Her in... Maz Kanata. Yeah, they're just gonna they're gonna be like, oh, we need Maz again. So she's gonna go to Maz. Like we didn't necessarily like, why did you go to Maz for the Codebreaker? Uh, we just want. We oh just want my god, I wanted the Codebreaker to be Lando Calrissian so bad. I was like, they're gonna do it. They're gonna do it. <laughs> then they didn't but, do it, and I was kind of sad. It, and like I read the director's response to it, he's like, yeah, no, Lando Lando would have been perfect, but yeah the movie like was written obviously for the cobra for them to, to fail betray them yeah and like, for them to fail and Lando's already betrayed them so we can't really like double right. down on that then, then people would be like oh it's just empire strikes back all over again yeah um Which, you know it's kind kind of the point of the entire franchise that it repeats itself but war sure war never changes yeah. Yeah. I want a Star Wars game made like Fallout. How great would that be? Never mind, I'm getting off tangent. Uh, so, <laughs> um, let's see here. What is something you liked? I can say another thing that the I The throne room scene. Yeah. I feel like that's the yeah. thing everyone talks about, but I feel like it's rightfully talked about so often. Is that it's just so out of nowhere. When Kylo Ren cuts Snoke in half, I was like... The whole scene, I'm waiting, alright, he's not really dead, haha, like, he's gonna be like, oh, he, like, forms his body, I'm Darth Plagueis, and I can do dumb things. Snoke. <laughs> and, uh, but that didn't happen, and I was like, oh, this is a little, uh, what's happening here? 
And for... I, I love it. Like, after after two years of so many dumb theories about his Mace, identity... Mace Windu. I, it's he is just Mace Windu. so... I, I loved it. That it just doesn't give you anything at all. <laughs> just it, kills it's him. It's beautiful. <laughs> I, people are like, oh, I didn't learn anything about Snoke. I'm like, it doesn't matter who Snoke is. He's a little piece of garbage. He's just like, oh, I'm Snoke and I'm going to teach Kyle Ren. He, he, was, he was a terrible character to begin with. Yeah. He uh, needed to die. And you did, not you, need to spend, you did not need to spend a year of your life picking apart the last film for your 15-minute YouTube theory. Yeah. That's how many views did that YouTube theory get? Uh, probably more than our podcast gets listens. Mm-hmm. So uh, probably, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That seems all right. Aaron has a lot more. Yeah, actually, has less faith in them or more faith in us, and I don't know which is better. Um, but uh, can, can, can we talk about one of the scariest parts of the movie? What's, what's that, that, man? So, so everyone, and when I talk to Jake about this. He's like, oh yeah, like that part when Ray's like in the well and like the mirror thing, and like that's creepy. I was like, no, it's not that. It's having Adam Driver just appear in your head and you can't get him out consistently throughout. Like, imagine you're just like walking, all of a sudden, boom, Adam Driver, just like super like. Adam Driver, without a shirt. Yeah, without, dude, with his I pants love, pulled up to his pecs. I love, I love the new Kylo Ren meme. <laughs> I, I have not seen it. I have not seen it. You have to send me. Oh, something. it's just it, well, my buddy uh, started. It's the Kylo Ren challenge. And I'm gonna show it to you. Okay. Uh, so yeah, but speaking of that uh, scene where she goes down into the cave in the crystal cave, what did you guys? Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yep. <laughs> David just showed me uh, a Snapchat of one of his friends with his pants pulled up to his pecs. <laughs> Uh, taking a selfie in the mirror with hashtag Kylo Ren challenge. So everyone get it started. Let's do this. Um, but uh, I, I loved that scene. I thought it was like weird and mystical. And I, you know, when the first time, the first time that fog comes up and she hears the whispers and she starts to walk over towards the tree, I'm like, oh God, it's going to be like the Darth Vader thing from Empire again, isn't it? She's going to like fight her inner demons. And then no, they don't do it that way. They do it like a really like weird, like, uh, like kind of, here's your little toy with the dark side kind of thing. Uh, but this is all for me to say, when she puts her hand on the crystal and it starts to unfog, uh, I really wanted Jar Jar Binks to be <laughs> And I, that's going to be fan edited, and I know it's going to happen. But I just, the, I in the theater, I'm like, it's going to be Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> and I thought it was so funny. Uh, yeah. I, I, I wish. I wish this this uh, film had gone like 10 steps further in pissing off the fan base. <laughs> yeah. Like just every, every single opportunity just make them more mad. <laughs> uh yeah, I I think that leads us into the idea that this movie just says, "Hey, all that nostalgia you have for this, uh, it's not going to do you any good." It's like Ryan Johnson both like loves Star Wars and hates it at the same time in this movie. He's like this thing that you know all about. No, nah, don't even don't even think about that. Uh, this thing that you thought you liked. Uh, yeah, it's whatever. It's Star Wars. A star. Oh, you guys want a lightsaber fight in this movie? You're not gonna get it. It's, no, you're not gonna get that. Sorry. 
It's just like, I love it. And I just love it. <laughs> I, I love it too. It's like, it's like the best thing that could have happened in this movie. Is like, especially after episode seven, where it's like, okay, yeah. it's the same movie again. And that's and that's cool. I think episode seven kind of like did what it needed to do in starting the cycles again or whatever. But yeah. just like the whole idea that like, you know, you can love something while still recognizing all its faults. Mm-hmm. And like, it's only it's it's basically that's the whole like idea of the whole philosophy of Star Wars is that like that Taoism duality where it's the good and the bad and the bad and the good. And Ryan Johnson's basically being like, hey, there's a lot of parts of this franchise that suck. But if we want it to be better, we're going to have to, you know, loosen up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really great, especially since we were talking a little about this at the beginning and throughout that, like, there's a lot of parts of the fan base that are not good. Mm. And so it's just kind of like an idea of, you know, having to reconcile with that darkness within kind of thing it's not just the star wars fan base either any it's, fan it's, base there's yeah horrible people i was i was kind of kind of mention how like that almost seemed like a recurring theme of last year especially like uh oh. rick and morty uh... <laughs> i just curse i can't <laughs> yeah do you not want to just bleep it you want to yeah, i'll bleep it i'm just gonna make sure i bleep but yeah, the Rick and Morty fan base as well, and it's like something we need to get over. <laughs> I, I, when that whole thing happened, I was too ashamed of humanity to watch any of the videos. But the other day, I just started watching some of them from the whole Nugget thing. Uh, what was it? It was like the Mulan the sauce or something. Mulan sauce, yeah, from Mulan. And I watched some videos, and it's like horrifying but it's also funny how stupid people are <laughs> it's just like you idiots <laughs> like it's just a stupid tv show like yeah okay you're much smarter than everyone because you like a tv show <laughs> that's just an ongoing joke yeah just but to some people it's not a joke <laughs> like some people actually believe that um yeah i don't know man i I left that theater the first time seeing this movie. I saw the earliest showing I could see. And just coming come out being like, everyone's going to love this. There's no way everyone... There's no way that anyone could hate this, right? First tweet I see about it. I need to get this off my chest. I hated The Last Jedi. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. Then the more started pouring in. Then more. I'm like, something's not right here. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. And I just... I, honestly... Only complaint, Phasma, just nothing again. <laughs> I'm like, you get Gwendolyn Christie. What did Dude, they I'm tell Gwendolyn you, Christie? <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, she's going to survive. I'm calling it. I, I hope so. I hope so, she's too. Because she's awesome. And, and she's going to have, like, I, a burn mark where, like, Finn, like, hit her helmet. So, like, and she fell in the fire because her armor, like, could take laser damage. I was explaining the theory to the chat. Like, her armor can literally takes, like, laser damage, so it can take heat. So there's just going to be, like, this big old burn mark over the place where it was cracked open by Finn's stun Maybe. stick. Maybe. Stun stick. I, I but, hope that uh, she takes off the helmet and she's a porg. That's, that's, that's what I, I want. I need to get back to this, though, because if Gwendolyn Christie died in this movie, what did they tell her? 
that was like, oh yeah, you're going to be this cool character. You're going to have this cool arc we're going to give you. Not in the movies, though. In the books, the in the comics. Yeah. I... Why would you not sign up to be anyone in the Star Wars? Like, I guess. Just be some but... random background extra. I just hate that they set... Like, Snoke, I get it. Snoke was never cool. He was just this old wrinkly guy. Captain Phasma has an awesome suit. And I feel like you can't just do what they did to Boba Fett again. <laughs> because, I get it. Snoke's like... That's subverting what you'd expect. But... You kind of expected this to happen to Phasma, right? She's cool like Boba Fett. She shows up for a little bit in episode 7. It's like, okay, we're going to see her more in the next one. And then she gets bumped into and falls into the Sarlacc pit. And you're like, what? (laughs) That's not cool. How is that cool? I don't know. I don't know, man. At least she gets a fight. They need to do another holiday special. Mm -hmm. So they can do an animated segment that will make people like the character mm-hmm. that's, yeah that's what they need to do seems logical to me so do that any other thoughts on star wars uh lots of thoughts but we we gotta gotta keep this yeah. podcast all nice i'm saying trim. all i'm but, saying is how can I'll, he force project if you could never do that in the previous movies. Also, Force Lightning. That makes Episode 6 a bad movie. Because we never saw Force Lightning before Episode 6. And then when it was in Episode 6, I'm like, you can't do that. And I said it's a bad movie because of it. We're going to move on. I hate people. <laughs> Just, like, make your I, arguments make sense. I hope in 2018 it's revealed that all people are just porgs. Yeah. And then we can live on a planet of porks. Porg Planet. It's the spinoff that they're Porg, doing on yeah. Disney XD. I, I Porg Planet, a Star Wars story. Yeah. Let's let's get this made. Let's replace the Han Solo film. Please let's get this out in May. <laughs> Please no, let's replace. No, because I've already written this, the Han Solo opener. He it's did. Classic. He did. You want to share it with everyone? Can we, can we hear it? Have I not, have you, I not told you? No, I not not on the podcast. No. So if this if this movie starts any other way i will walk out (laughs) it has to be old han solo and chewbacca in some dive bar and it's gotta be them like getting star wars i don't know do they drink beer and star Star wars Wars drunk (laughs) do they drink beer yo i'm gonna get star wasted (laughs) drinking some some juice right yeah 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 And, and then someone's gonna come in and they'll be like are you han solo and then he's gonna be like, ah, oh, get out of here, kid. And literally, he's gonna be like wasted, like, what? How did you like become bliss? And he's like, well, let me tell you, kid, it's gonna be a flashback. And like that, that's how the movie. And then it has to end. And then what? Like once he like finishes telling his story, like the kid's gotta be like, that's all. Like that's really stupid. And then just like it ends. Like that's the movie. But, but, like, I would be okay with years, that. Can't so, tell so, me you can't see Harrison Ford in a bar getting star wasted. So, so in telling, the timeline, telling his is this, story. Is this like right before Episode Seven? Then, yeah, the, yeah. In, in the timeline, he could be be ah, excuse me. He could be getting drunk because he lost the Millennium Falcon. Remember? Yeah. So he's like, ah oh, man. Like, I the whole movie him. is him recounting how he lost the Millennium Falcon. <gasps> oh, oh my God. 
No, the whole movie. Oh my god, that's why he's getting drunk. I just, you sold me on this. <laughs> he lost Millennium Falcon and he's getting drunk. And then he recounts the time he first got it. Yes! Exactly. Some random oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> we, we, just, we just wrote a better script than whatever they have, I think. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! We just so, wrote uh, Star Wars a solo I'll be story. Right, uh, reboot already underway for uh, that Han Solo script, as well as the uh, Porg propaganda tagline. <laughs> we we own those. Uh, hit us up, JJ Abrams, if you uh, Ron Howard you have if... a few million dollars. That's I our, really that's just want to talk about. I really just or like answers to Lost. Or that's yeah, yeah. Or if you just want to answer all our questions about Lost, what that, what that don't you have answers? Anyway, uh, Ron right, Howard. Ron Howard, if you want to reshoot the Han Solo movie another time, we will give you the script. Not just not, not a script, just the idea. And then you can reshoot that opening scene, and then we'll be good. All right, moving on. I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't have a problem with uh, improv in the Han Solo movie. No, no, they would never have a problem with that. Yeah. Moving on to upcoming movies of the week. Uh, it's January, my boys, so that means got a lot of garbage That's coming up. Cre- even creepier than my dudes. So my boys? Not that one. It's gonna be my boys. <laughs> All right, it's... <laughs> no, what's the word for January? New. Oh, bro, that's new. That, that, that's the word for January. We used to have a word for every month. Oh, yeah, that we did not do that. <laughs> we did that one time in November, then didn't and do it didn't... at all. For December, December, it was it was cold. Like, oh, dude, that movie was so cold. No, now, we never said that. <laughs> that never happened. All okay, right, tell me about the police. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Aaron. I think you're the only one who's seen anything in this series. Let's talk a little bit about Insidious: The Last Key. Yeah, I've seen the first two. I haven't seen the third one. So this is the fourth. Is it a sequel this... or a prequel? I, a sequel. I think it's both. I think it's one of those like it has. Uh, it's a sequel like framing and then there's prequel flashbacks like our Han Solo movie genius okay and but yeah I don't really like them like they're definitely like James Wan's weakest films to me and I it's just like I don't understand really how it's the same director who made The Conjuring Mm -hmm. and The Conjuring 2 both excellent films Mm-hmm. And then these ones are just, they're not good. They're not scary at all. They're way more popcorn thrillery from what I've heard, though. Like, they're way more crowd-pleasing kind of stuff, right? Kind of. I don't, it's, it's weird, because, like, it's not trying to go for, like, jump scares a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's also just, like, it, it's odd, and I kind of appreciate that about it, is they just have, like, a really like odd like villains and like the whole aesthetic with like the dream realm and the red doors and all that it's kind of neat visually but it's just not scary right okay so i i still need i'm still gonna watch this film but i have to watch the third one first so i might just watch the new one (laughs) if i'm being (laughs) honest i'm like yeah, I'll just see the new one. Because I need to get a head start on 2018. So that way, what's happening right now doesn't happen again. <laughs> I actually, so. There's actually a lot of 
movies I'm excited to see coming out in January this year. Really? Due to Netflix, though. So. Not in theaters, but what's, with some Netflix what's originals coming, to Netflix? coming out. But. Give, us, give uh, us a little bit of a peek, since we don't normally cover those on here. Well, I don't know which ones are coming out soon, but there's like that... Have you seen the trailer for that movie about like the founding of National Lampoon? No, but I want uh, to now. It's from the director of uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Oh my god. And it god. has like, Will Forte stars, and there's like a bunch of... Uh, comedy actors in it and it's just all about like the founding of the national lampoon magazine and then the making of like animal house and caddyshack and vacation and all those movies so looks exciting. Pretty good. i'm excited about that i'll watch it yeah. uh yeah i guess we'll move well, on what else do we have coming up this we week? got molly's game a movie i am very excited for very I'm excited inter- i'm interested in this movie it looks kind of good yeah, Aaron Sorkin, great screenwriter, hopefully a great director. Um, I'm excited to see wh- how this movie fares in the Aaron Sorkin realm. I mean, is anything going to be better than The Social Network? No. Probably not. <laughs> there actually might never be anything better than The Social Network from him. I, no, kind of sad. I don't, I don't think so. It's kind of sad, but also like, man, what a movie to be heralding as your magnum opus yeah yeah it's pretty great uh yeah i mean jessica chastain's in it i really like jessica chastain as an actress she's very good crimson peak she's got the crimson peak love behind her so i'm always yeah. gonna be a fan of that idris elba just, yeah i was gonna say idris elba's in this too isn't he we obviously love idris elba here we talk about him like every episode we, we might love him a little too much yeah if that if that's possible, I don't know. If, I don't think I it don't is. Know. I don't think it is. No. Kevin Costner, Michael Sarah, Chris O'Dowd, Jeremy Strong. You know, the works. Yeah. So. I'm I'm interested to see what he can do as a director, because I do like many of his. Screenplays, mm, mm. not all of them. He has he has his own failings. Which ones? What, what are we talking about? The the fact that I I can't think of a specific movie really, but just okay. in general, his characters all sound very samey. Oh yeah, C- certainly. But I feel like if you're going to watch a movie written by Aaron Sorkin, it's right. like you know what you're getting into. Like there. it works. It's like yeah. it's not- going to be realistic it's not going to be like one of those like very grounded realistic depictions of the movie it's very much going to be a showy movie yeah it's it's meant to make you go like oh that's a cool line yeah (laughs) exactly that's what you're gonna get (laughs) exactly exactly and i'm okay with that (laughs) so big ups to the mr sorkin man uh, we're moving on to the next movie, a movie I know nothing about, but I saw a preview for it yesterday. I was watching watching the ball drop, and I said, hey, that's a trailer for a movie. I've never heard of it before. Uh, but its name, uh, its name is Hostiles. Uh, limited release uh, this week. Comes out on the 19th wide release. So. I don't know a thing about this movie. It's a cowboy movie, it looks like, so... 
Mm-hmm. Do you like cowboy movies? Here, let me read you the movie info. In, ni- uh, in, 18- in 1892, legendary army captain Joseph Blocker reluctantly agrees to escort a dying war chief and his family back to their tribal land, embarking on a harrowing and perilous journey from Fort Berenger. Harrowing and perilous? Both. Wow. To the grasslands of Montana. They soon encounter a young widow whose family was killed on the plains. The travelers must now band together to survive a punishing landscape that's crawling with hostile, I don't know how to pronounce things, and vicious outliers. So, that's a movie. Has a 72%, so people are enjoying it. Christian Bale, Rosamund Pike. So, that's good, too. I don't know, man. Uh, one second. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll leave it in, so don't uh, swear or anything. Okay, so, Aaron. Yes. How's it feel to be home? Oh, are we just talking about random stuff? I think he wanted us to continue the, the podcast. Oh. Uh, I, don't, I haven't heard do you of this have it, movie do you have it, Neither have I, so that's the problem. Christian Bale's in it. I, I do guess. love Christian Bale. Has, is, is this the first movie he's been in since... What? I don't know. What has he done since Batman? Christian Bale? Yeah. yeah. Terminator. He's done something. Big no, Short. Terminator Big was short. before Batman. Big oh, short. yeah, Big Short. So... I don't know. I don't know about this movie. We're in January, guys. <laughs> this is going to be a rough month. So strap in, my boys, because we're moving on to the What Have We Been Watching segment this week. Aaron. Yeah. We are in the throes of movie passion. <laughs> so I was wondering, I don't know how you wanted to handle this, but I've seen a lot of movies this week. Yes. But also, Same. next week is going to be our year in review wrap up we're going to talk about everything right so i feel like we don't have to mention why not just why not just be like state the amount of movies that you've seen this week and say something just say like a few sentences about your top three so now here's my idea is that next week's going to be i'm just i'm gonna let aaron be the deciding factor here next week is going to be long <laughs> we've seen I think, I think so many movies cut segments cut some of the later segments out. well i was but if we did all of our movies now that way we can just talk about some of the ones from earlier in the year a little bit more in depth and kind of leave out these ones we had just seen and that way we make that segment a little bit shorter <laughs> so that it's really con- that sounds confusing i like my idea what's your idea doing where we just pick the top three but no i count the number of movies that you've seen i'll be like i've seen 80 movies this week (laughs) and i figured what we would do is just do it very briefly this week and then do it long next week because then it's all in one place and then we would just like cut certain segments okay (laughs) we can can do that we can do I that. Thought that was, I thought that's what you said your plan was sometime I, earlier this year. You is... know, you think 
<laughs> you think I have any plans at all? I'm just like, let's well, we do can, this. We can do it your way. We can do it your way. I don't know, man. We can we're, do it. We're let's wasting just, more time just to Let's, let's right, do so. whatever feels natural as we move along. Okay, I'm going to start. Okay, I David, you start. start. You start. You start. So, I'm on vacation. Uh huh. So, I've seen, I've seen some stuff. So, I finished up Game of Thrones, so I had to switch back to a comedy. So, I was like, oh, yeah, I like stopped in the middle of Master of None. I should watch, like, finish that up. So, I finished the rest of season one. And I was like, okay. I was okay on it. And then. I was like, people said, I was thinking in my head, I was like, people really like this. I was like, it, like, I wonder what's the big draw. And then I watched season two. And in my opinion, season two was loads better than season one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it, he just did a lot of different things. I don't know, like, it still focused on him, but not as much. And I could see myself, like, like the things that Aziz is going through, like, in his real life, like, I... I could oddly like see myself relating to if I wanted to. I'm like, uh, like, like, like Aziz, like, you and this girl going through this, and like, I, I could see myself going through, like, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of relatable. So, but season two loads better than season one. So now I'm actually excited for season three of Master and None. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched it. And then, so since I finished up Master and None, Jake's like, it's time to watch Black Mirror. I'm like, oh, God, you're right. I gotta watch Black Mirror. Oh, Lacey's one to uh, be recommending Black Mirror to people <laughs> when he uh, still has not watched uh, San Junipero. Yeah, but um, also season four of Black Mirror just dropped, so I was like, it's a good time to get on the bandwagon. Right. Or so I saw the first two, because there's only three episodes in, uh, in season the first, one. Right? Yeah, in season one. So I saw, I saw the first two. The pig and then the uh, <laughs> the pig, <laughs> the the pig and then the get out actor one. Yeah, on the bike. Yeah, both in. So and I was texting J- Jake about it. Obviously, yeah. but um, I, at first I just I don't know what to take from the series. Like, like what, what it, it's it's weird, it's interesting, and it's like it, like. Is that what it's supposed to be? It's supposed to be like mine? I don't know. It's, and like, yeah, it's basically just trying to exaggerate technology out, that right? either exists now or could exist in the very near future and just kind of, you know, <laughs> raising concerns, possibilities, and just, you know, telling stories in the Twilight Zone vein where they're like, take a different genre or put a, and put a twist on it and... So, my question, so are some, I'm assuming, are some episodes, like, really, really, really good, and some just, like, subpar, or, like, the, or are they all consistently good, or, like... The only episode I don't like main... is the second one. The second one is one of my favorites. It's so bad. It's, it's, <laughs> it's good. What but, is he talking... You haven't even watched it, so I don't know what you're talking about. A, a lot of them are really good. And then a, a lot of them are really great, and there's only a few that are just kind of like mediocre, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. I don't think there's an, I don't think there's a single bad episode of the okay. show. Okay. I would put most of them in like the. No, good you're right. Category. There is there is one more, and Aaron, you know which one I'm talking about. the The one with Charlie Hunnam uh, is pretty. He was in the show. Yeah, isn't what he the one? That? The video game one. 
Isn't that him? Anyway, what but that's the, that's the VR one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that was him. Whatever. Either way, that's the one that also I'm like, eh, okay, whatever. Kind of. It's, it's. I liked it. It's just very predictable, and the ending doesn't work. But when you get to the Christmas special, Christmas special is good. It's great. And I know the next you, episode. And you know what? You know what's in that uh, great category? Uh, uh, masterpiece uh, in level. Category. The next episode that David's gonna watch. The third one. Yeah, that's my favorite episode of television ever. Even though I realize that no one else is ever going to agree with that, but I think it's amazing. Watched uh, San Junipero. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. You gotta. You gotta so do let's, it. Let's move I can't on. do that right now. <laughs> I am in the middle of movies. <laughs> You're gonna give me so, a heart attack. <laughs> okay. I've only so I've only seen a few movies. I haven't I haven't really been watching a lot of movies. But okay. I'm but now that my family's leaving and it's just gonna be me and my dad, I think we're gonna watch like maybe a movie a day. That that's a good idea. So I think I'm, well, I'm gonna start watching a movie a day since I'm still on vacation since my family's leaving. Okay. Plan. I don't know. I don't know if that's actually going to go through, but yeah, I have watched the autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh, I was interested in that. Have you, have you seen it? I haven't watched it. I don't even know what it is. So it is a thriller, horror, whatever movie. I don't know. Aaron, you should watch it. It's interesting. Is that on streaming? No, my cousin obtained it. So, the Blu-ray? Why are you going to give me that? No, it just, you said it so shadily. My cousin uh, obtained it. Obtained it. Yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it, so I'd say it's definitely worth a watch if you can obtain it. Obtain does that, does, does that still sound sketchy? Obtain it does. It, it sounds it does. more sketchy. You keep repeating it, that makes so, it sound worse. So, and then I uh, I was on the plane to Florida, and I watched Atomic Blonde, because mm. I remember seeing previews for this movie. I was like, wow, I really want to see this movie, but I just never did. And I really enjoyed Atomic Blonde. It's a good movie. Great action, great soundtrack. I texted, uh, I texted Jake, I was like, um... Aaron, I'll text you more, but you don't respond to me, so... I... Yeah, I'm not good at responding to texts. He doesn't respond yeah. to anyone, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I don't even respond to Lacey half the time. I, I, so I can text you and tell you my opinions if you care, but... um, But I, mean, I just realized... I, I, I like, I'd read them. I'd just always feel like, oh, I should respond to this, and then I'll get caught up in something I never do. Yeah, me too. Uh, but, um... Yeah. That movie should have... That movie should have gotten a... Oscar for a best Grammy. soundtrack, so... Grammy. Grammy. You said you said Grammy on the text. That's the only reason I'm saying that. But yeah, oh, it's a great I mean, soundtrack. It, it technically still could, right? Or do you do you mean the score or do you mean like the, sound, the music? The soundtrack. 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 It didn't okay. get nominated, it just, it just, so so the name's not an Oscar for that. Yeah. And if there was, Baby Driver would probably go. Yeah, this it should. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, then, uh, that that elevator scene though in Atomic Blonde. tight uh yeah, yeah, <laughs> they can't see our hands <laughs> uh okay so continuing and then the last movie that i watched i watched top gun for the first time ever i'm sorry 
No. Why are you sorry? I do not like Top Gun. I thought it was weird how they sexualized men throughout this movie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the uh, volleyball I scene. <laughs> I hate the volleyball scene so much. The volleyball scene's a classic. The volleyball like, oh. scene is what makes that movie lazy. Like that's that's the key piece of the entire thing. Is is that volleyball thing? Yeah. Because it, it's not about fighter pilots. It's about it's how they're friendships. Teams. Yeah. It's about how, how they're all human. Goose had an awful set. He, like, sat with his, like... Like, he tried to do, like, a Donkey Kong slam with it. I was like, Goose, what are you doing, dude? Like, it's all for form, so... But, yeah. Yeah. I, for, for what Top Gun was, I enjoyed it. Okay. And my dad's, and my dad's a pilot, and so, like, I watched it with him, and he, like, explained, he's like, oh, yeah, so, like, this actually can happen if you do that. I was like, oh, wow. So, it's kind of... Maybe I enjoyed it even more because I had the... You had the behind-the-curtain look. The behind-the-curtain the, behind the look. Yeah. I got so you, that. you caught up right in time for the uh, belated sequel they're working on. Oh, yeah. I forgot that they were working on that. So, yes. Good thing I watched Top Gun. I hate everything about that sentence you just said, Aaron. So, David, what else you got? That's all. All right. So, Aaron, yeah. I watched less movies this week than you. So yeah. I'm going to run through the ones that I watch, and you can chime in on the ones you also seen. Yes. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Starting with the one, the only, <laughs> Rock Dog. <laughs> okay. Okay. David. You watched David, that, David. We wa- We watched the movie. Yeah. David, Rock Dog can shoot lasers <laughs> out of his hands. I don't know what more you need to know about this movie. <laughs> I gotta go see the movie now. <laughs> he shoots it out of his guitar. <laughs> he hides the power inside of the <laughs> Oh my god. So watching this, I fell asleep for like five minutes. And I was like, man... Nothing's making sense right now. I must have missed something important. It's not like the middle section of the movie has any importance anyway. No. It's like they introduce one plot, and they're like, hey, here's this entirely separate, self-contained plot, and then we'll have a climax that returns to the first plot, Mm -hmm. where he shoots lasers out of his hands. Yeah. Like I said, fell asleep for five minutes woke up realized nothing made sense i'm like i must have missed something watch the scene and it was just the montage where they make the song and i'm like i missed nothing this still just makes no sense i also thought it was what's his name the whole time russell brand i thought he was the cat and it was not (laughs) it was eddie izzard so moving on aaron another one you watched yeah the circle I I love how much I hate this movie. Like, it is one of the most worthless pieces of media I think I've ever seen. And yet I love it. Don't you think... We we know what a bad episode of Black Mirror would look like. Yeah, it would be the circle. circle. (laughs) What were you saying, David? I like how they, like, 
advertised John Boyega. It's like, oh, he's good. He's like a big part of this movie. Yeah. And like two every scenes. single trailer, like like there, like the two trailer scenes are his two scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, wow. All right. And and he's, he's so disinterested too. He's just like shuffling into the scene with like his shoulders like just like hung down and whatever. It's like. You couldn't even put a little effort into this? He was just... He had nothing to do in between He's Star Wars. Wars yeah. He's like, yeah, I guess I'll be in your movie. Uh, like, nah, that's a spoiler. I can't say that. A character dies in this movie that you're supposed to feel some kind of sadness for when the character dies, but he is so garbage you just don't care. <laughs> like this... This film has no idea that there is like a a third option, right? Or a fourth option, or a fifth option, or any option between either being all in on a technology cult, or going to make deer antler chandeliers with the boyhood boy in right. the woods. Yeah, like those, that's the entire spectrum. Is it just? It's just those two points. Yeah. It's bad. It's horrible. Uh, but not the worst movie of the year, which I have found the worst movie of the year. Now, the Emoji Movie is the worst thing I saw this year. I won't call it a movie, because it is not a movie. So that's still bottom of the list, but right above it, as the worst movie of the year, unforgettable. The, uh, Katherine Heigl film... That somehow Rosario Dawson got pulled into. <laughs> Which is like, I love Rosario Dawson. She's so charismatic. She's a good actress. How did she... Why did she... <laughs> like, why is she in this movie? Uh, it's horrible. It's like... I I just don't know why these movies need to exist. Like, stereotypical, like crazy white girl movies that always exist <laughs> and you know do nothing but play into stereotypes and weren't there like three of them last year yeah like right in a row one of them was stereotypical crazy black girl though aaron so that was oh. when the bow breaks you gotta uh, keep you, that in you mind. gotta you gotta you know mm-hmm. pick it up every now and then but it's like three of them came out in like quick succession, and then this one it's like it missed the boat. And yeah, it's just like eh, just throw it in this year. Just uh, no one's gonna care about it anyway. Literally, if I married a guy and he was still this like talkative with his ex-wife, and like you kind of felt like something was still going on there, don't move in with him. Be like, no, that needs to stop, like, right now, because something's not right. And if you tell your husband that you're, that his ex-wife fell down the stairs and you did not push her, and he believes the ex-wife more than you, do not stay with that man. <laughs> he does not trust you. Like, oh my god. I just feel like that shouldn't have to be said, but here we are. <laughs> 2017. It's it's 2018. 2017 movie though. So we're we're past this. There's no there's never gonna be a movie like this again. Yeah okay. And uh, (laughs) so moving on to one that I we kind of talked about and I was like oh I'm pretty excited watched it just in time for the Christmas. I'll better watch out. Aaron, you watched this one as well. I did yeah. Good movie. Yeah, I sent you a 
high recommendation after I finished it. Yeah. Because I didn't have, like, any idea what it was oh. going in. I was just like, oh, it's a Christmas set horror movie. And it's gotten pretty good reviews. Mm-hmm. And then I saw it was a buck rental on Amazon, so I rented it. That's right. Too. First <laughs> ten minutes, thought I was going to hate this. Mm-hmm. I thought I wasted a dollar. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it just, like, subverts what you thought it was going for. Mm-hmm. And I loved it from that point on. Like, it, it was just really fun. Yeah. I Like, we cannot say much about this because literally the entire movie is a spoiler. <laughs> so, it's good. It's good, though. Kid from The Visit, isn't it? Is that the main kid? No, the second kid. His friend. Oh. The girl from... Is in it? I don't know what she's been in, but I just wanted to like kind of you know toss some some trivia in there. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I do not have any trivia for Olivia. Did 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 Do you mean for that to rhyme? What what was the rhyme? When you said I do not have any trivia for Olivia. Yep, I meant that. And uh, she was also in The Visit. So there you go. Um, Patrick Warburton is also in it. Also has like a nice little uh, cliffhanger at the end where you think there might... Like, I'd like to see what they did with a second one of this. I'd be like, okay, it's an interesting idea. Yeah. I think it's a good one. About middle of the road. Not middle of the road. Middle of the road only because I've seen mostly good movies this year. So that's the only reason it's there. Uh, Mr. Roosevelt. Completely out of nowhere. Hidden gem. Didn't know anything about this. Saw it was 99 cents on iTunes. Only to find that it went went on Netflix that very same day. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, thought it was great. Thought it was a really strong directorial de- debut, really strong writing debut, production debut, not acting debut. She's been in a lot of stuff, but she did all of it, and it's like, that's pretty cool. Uh, felt like a very personal story, very almost like bi- autobiographical in a way, like this seems, seems like this might have happened to her or something similar. So... You know, in that way, I think if you're looking for that sort of thing, it's a nice little movie. There's a great line in it, too, that I can't, not only will I not say because it's a spoiler, but I cannot say it on the podcast. <laughs> so, I recommend a watch. It has the guy from Dave Made a Maze in it. So, he's pretty good. I like him. Uh, Mr. Roosevelt. Uh, now, we're getting into some primo stuff now the killing of a sacred deer talked about it earlier this year riveted riveted watching this movie again i don't know how much you know about this aaron do you know anything i've seen the two trailers they put out uh so you might know what i didn't know going in maybe you might i'm not gonna say it and I don't want us to say it on the podcast because I think going into this movie, not knowing anything, just knowing you're going to get like a weird Yorgos Lanthimos uh, thriller, that's all you yeah. need to know. Because it is the lobster, 
but if the lobster was like 10 times more effed <laughs> like it is that so um i and i just love his directorial style his writing style uh it's so like idyllic but also there's something like deeply disturbed underneath it all i love it it's so weird it's <laughs> it's perfect uh yeah and colin farrell hey all right colin farrell he's got that nice dad bod in this movie so uh and uh who else uh nicole kidman who's really good in this i never really liked nicole kidman as an actress before this year but saw her in the beguiled and i was like she's pretty good in that and i saw her in this i'm like she's really good in this what happened why do i like nicole kidman now yeah i agree nice nice comeback yeah i agree uh so that's good the disaster artist good inspiring moved me to tears several times i'm why am i not surprised that you that you cried at this movie it is so like i don't even know how to describe it man but i just feel like the idea of the room and that movie has never been inspiring to me it's always been like haha look at that movie that's a funny, dumb movie. And then watching this, I was like, wow. Like, what a testament to dreams and to friendship. And, like, even when you mess up and even when you do things that are, you know, he didn't really give those people great working conditions. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, I don't know. There was just something just like, I was like, man, he just did it. He just had this dream and he just did it. And that's... There's something just about that that touched me. And James Franco dissolves into the role. Like, there was one scene where I'm like, that's James Franco. Every other time, I'm like, this could just be Tommy Wiseau on screen right now. <laughs> and I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Um, so, this movie is fantastic. So, it's my number two for the year right now. That might change, but... You've been placing a lot in the top. I've seen a lot of good stuff recently, I think. I don't know. I feel like some of it's going to move, but my opinions on some of these movies have been so high right out the gate, which is good. I mean, just the three. Killing of the Sacred Deer, Disaster Artist, and we'll get to it. Uh, I I feel like you always get really hyped. Yeah. the latest movies you've seen and I always get like really hyped for the movies I saw a long time ago Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I always don't know if I'm like am I just like misremembering these movies and thinking that they're masterpieces and then I'd watch them again and be like oh it's not as good as these other ones <laughs> or is it that Lacey's just like watching all these ones right away and then you're like oh yeah this is the best movie ever and forgetting <laughs> All the how good the other ones. Were. Now I I will remind you I moved Get Out quite a bit up. It was back in the top ten for a while, but now it's out again. And I moved it up to my number one for the year. Yeah, you did. I did. That's silly. So. That's silly to me, but <laughs> okay. Uh, going in How it's going in style. I mean, it's inoffensive for the most part. It's just like, okay, here's like a bank robbing movie. Um, 
I don't understand why Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine, and Alan Arkin all agreed to be in this movie. That so obviously makes fun of old people so much. Like, the Christopher Lloyd character so obviously has dementia, but it's played for laughs. And I'm like, this isn't okay. I don't think we can do this. So, I don't know, man. I thought it was just, like, one of those movies, like, targeted towards older audiences. I think it is, too. Yeah. It's just just not good at it. But, like, the whole heist part of the movie... Like, I love heist movies. I love when you get to watch the plan come together and you get to see how things happened. So that part of the movie, I'm like, that's cool. That's cleverly written. However, the characters around it and everything else around it is so cliche and overdone. It's just like, well, what's the point here anymore? So. Indeed. It's not, like, bottom of my list, but it's pretty far down. I think I put it above Justice League. You did. You put it right above Justice League. I put Boss Baby above Justice League too. Which, to be fair, I've been putting a lot of stuff above Justice League recently too. The I'm Boss like, Baby. The more I think about if, it, if I'm like, is like coherently all a movie. I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's that's above Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my new philosophy now. I I'm like if I could tell that this was one idea for a movie. <laughs> And it's above justice. <laughs> oh my god. So every year there's a comedy that beyond my better judgment I like. Tell me about it. Anchorman 2. Like it. Even though it's Aaron says it's not a good movie, I still think it is. But um what was after that? I had a whole list that I laid out for Aaron. Uh, but uh, movies like Vacation. No, th- no. <laughs> this is the sausage end. Party. Is a good movie. Oh, Sausage Party is a good movie too. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not at all. I'm sorry, but it is. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, The Interview in 2014, I liked. Even though it's not a good movie, I think it's funny. Vacation. Why him? I can't speak. Vacation in 2015. Mike and Dave need wedding dates in 2016. And now in 2017, The House. The Will Ferrell, Amy Poehler joint, The House. Good movie. I think it's... I think I may watch it on the way home. I think it's been unfairly crapped on by critics. And I don't know why. I'm watching it, I'm like, this isn't like as bad as everyone said it is like the av club gave it a d and i'm like okay guys (laughs) like i get it you want to be artsy and anything that's not artsy is bad but i mean they also gave the disaster artist a c plus yeah well that's just wrong just objectively wrong true art um but yeah it's it's just a fun time it's not like i was laughing the whole time but there were enough scenes where i was getting big laughs um, so, it's fine. Jeremy Renner has a nice little cameo turn in it. Um. Yeah. It's, it's, Jeremy Renner's been having a good year. He has. It's been, it, yeah. It's also hilariously dark in some places. Like, I'm surprised they did this. But I'm okay with that. 
because I like dark comedy. So the house, no, I think it's fine. It's whatever. Uh, so 2017 was a year of movies that just decided to say, "Hey, Jacob, here are things you're insecure about." <laughs> Here are things that haunt you when you go to sleep at night. Here are things that you want from life that you might never get. Here's a movie about it. (laughs) And, uh... (laughs) So So I watched The Big Sick. And, uh... It emotionally devastated me in a lot of ways. I feel like I shouldn't say that about as many movies as have done that to me this year. But it's been a lot. The Big Sick, I think, might be the new standard for romantic comedies. This is one of the only romantic comedies that I enjoyed, so if this is the new standard, I fully support it. Yeah, it's... The first 10 minutes, I was like, okay, I don't know. It's not really funny. Like, I'm like, I'm like liking their story. I'm liking the chemistry. But I'm not, like, really laughing. And then her parents come in. And they are just... Holly Hunter is hilarious in this movie. Is she? Yeah, and it's not... I don't even know. It's not like she has, like, the showiest lines or, like, the jokiest lines, but it's the way she delivers them and the way she, like, is just so, like, I don't even know. I don't even know how to describe I think, it. I think Ray Romano oh, yeah, he's the uh, standout of the Yeah, he's great, too. He's great. I love Ray Romano. I mean, everybody loves Raymond. That's the show I watched, and I'm like, what was home like? <laughs> so, I love Ray Romano, but, uh, yeah just they're great and then everything everyone after that once that happened i was like in it everything else was funny to me although there was the one line earlier where she's like i watched (laughs) or here's the thing from the x-files or whatever the truth is out there (laughs) she like screams it it's so funny (laughs) that was great uh also girl from crazy ex-girlfriend was in it and i'm like weird using her using her natural accent yeah like took me a while it's like i'm like is that her Oh, I knew it was her, but I couldn't tell if her accent from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend was real or the one from this, so... I I actually don't know, but I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, But man, my god, this movie just... (laughs) You got got you going? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It broke me. (laughs) It broke me. A lot of times. There was a lot... It broke me. And moving on, Aaron, what did you watch this week? Are you are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Well, that's a nice transition you got there. Thank you. All right. We're going to I'm going to try to do this fast. Okay, fast. I watched 12 2017 movies this week. Mm-hmm. Some of these you already covered. Mm-hmm. Rock Dog. Yeah. He can shoot lasers out of his hand. Of course. That's why you need to know. The Circle. It's dumb. Yeah, horrible. Uh, next up, The Little Hours. Mm-hmm. That was not the... <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I, I enjoyed this movie. Like, yeah. Great cast. 
and I think it really captured the the spirit of the the Cameron. Okay. Like both, it understood like what the stories were going for, and it had like a lot of like inside jokes. If you're more familiar with okay. the original tales, so I really liked it. Uh, am I the only one who was like really put off by the sexual assault in the movie? <laughs> yeah, I think. I don't know. I th- it, I think it's something where it's like it's part of like the genre they're going for. Yeah. With like the farce and also the, like the whole point of the Decameron is kind of like exposing the hypocrites and the like the the people who are. Uh, perverse or whatever in society. Mm-hmm. And so I can kind of see. Why it was included? But it just I didn't need to be played for really, laughs. They, yeah, they they kind of played it wrong. Yeah, I oh, would definitely is say. This the next. Yeah. Now Fred Armisen, hilarious in this movie, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eating blood. <laughs> you know, how many times I've ever had to say that? Never. <laughs> I've never had to say that. <laughs> um. The okay. The whole cast was just great. Though. Yeah, and Aubrey Plaza. Oh, I'll reply. To when they all right, one of like the earliest scenes when they just see the <laughs> the gardener like looks at him wrong and Aubrey Plaza just goes off on him. It's so funny. Anyway, continuing. Yeah, I like that. Uh, better watch out. Covered it. Mm-hmm. Excellent subversion. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, the 2017 live action version. Uh, Wanted to get around to this, not because I was particularly wanting to see the film, mm-hmm. but because it was, at the time, the highest grossing film of the year. Star Wars is going to pass it soon. Hopefully. But uh, I was like, okay, I guess I should like know this to like see what everyone was so hyped about. And uh, if you do know what people were so hyped about, please uh, email me at uh, <laughs> rebootalreadyunderway at gmail.com. Yeah, plug, plug, Because plug, plug. I do not know uh-uh. why this movie made so much money. Uh-uh. It's just so unnecessary and unchallenging in every way. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm sitting here watching it, and I'm like, okay, that's that's expensive. These are expensive. some famous. There's some famous actors. Yeah. These are the popular songs. That's an expensive looking shot. That's that's stuff. But it's like, there's. It's like one of. I I had like no response to like any of this movie at all, outside of just this boredom, from yeah. having seen it all before. It's like it didn't make me think about anything in a new way or anything you know it just made me feel like i already had this experience and this is just a different version of this experience yeah it's the jungle book effect i well i I think i'd like the jungle book more because it coined copyrighted improved the the, is that what they did yeah yeah the, the original film was like less fresh in my mind and also was working with like an older because that was like 60s, so it's like, okay, movies were a lot mm-hmm. different back then than they are today. But like, right. 91 wasn't nearly as long ago. So it's like, I don't need to see this again. 
Right. No, you don't. 91. Uh, we were not alive yet, but we were very close to being alive. <laughs> right. There, there was one there was one part of this movie that I liked. Mm-hmm. And it's that they finally gave the Beast his own song. That's that's had like, the beast yeah. not had a song in, no he didn't have a song in the original no weird he sung like one line in one of the songs but that was it well it's so. because beasts can't sing all right not allowed I, I liked uh, Dan Stevens as the beast he was he was a good beast nah right. uh, moving on my life as a zucchini mm, I mm. thought this was a surprisingly dark film for a children's film like dark in a different way like it handles a lot of mature subject matter Mm -hmm. but like from like presenting it from a kid's point of view but in a way that it's like they it's clear that they think the intended audience is going to understand what they really mean so it's like still both a kid's movie and still very much an adult's movie yikes okay I'm, i'm excited i'm gonna watch this now on Netflix, I've seen it on Netflix. Is that the real version or is that the dubbed version? It, they have both options available. What's the difference between the real and dub? Or is it spoilers? One is no, the, one is French. It's originally a French film, so the ah. there's the French language version, and then there's one dubbed over with American actors, including like Nick Offerman and other famous people. Yeah, so. like I feel like I'll watch that. At some point, maybe the English one, but I want my first experience to be with the French version. So you yep. won't. You won't I, I watched. I watched the uh, French version. So, right, and cool. I would highly recommend it. It was a very good film, very moving film, and very visually interesting film. Okay. All right. Next up, before I fall. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> what was, about it? So, so like I was just like it was late at night. And I was like, I want to watch a 2017 movie so I can beat Lacey. Mm-hmm, but I'm yeah. not really in the mood for any movie I actually want to see because I'm too tired to pay that close of attention to it's it. It's the going in style effect. Yeah, so I'm just like, <laughs> what can I watch? And we like, have so my... many things we need copyright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, this is copyright the episode. <laughs> okay. But I'm like, my go-to late at night when I'm, it's like one o'clock in the morning and I'm super tired, but also want to watch a movie. My go-to thing is like, is like a young adult movies targeted at like a intended for like a female audience. Like for whatever reason, it's like, that is what I watch when it's late at night. Interesting. So I watched, I watched Before I Fall. And, yeah. Uh, it's, it's okay. It's okay. like. It's one of those things where you're like, okay, Groundhog Day did this better. Mm-hmm. Groundhog Day did this to perfection. So it's like, why are we really still doing this? But it's like, that's you're not, exactly you're, you're, what I said. But without you're not that, even the best Groundhog Day ripoff. I was gonna of say, year. If we were just to say Groundhog Day did that better, we'd never get Live Die Repeat. So. Oh, that too. But I was. I mean, like, I haven't seen Happy Death Day yet. But right, right, it's right. like many people. Critically acclaimed, this one not so much. So it's like you, we've already done this this year, mm-hmm. and you're not even that good at it. So, yeah, I don't know. I like the main actor uh, Zoe Dutch because she was yeah. from uh, what's it called? Everybody wants some. Oh, why and him? So I really, I, yeah, yeah, I'm him. 
but I really I really liked her in that film, so that's what kind of why I wanted to see this one. And she's pretty good in it, even though it's like, why are you going from a college student to a high school student? No, no, no. The... Even better, college student to college graduate, and why him to now high school student? <laughs> it's like, whoa, okay, interesting, interesting take on that, but okay. Anyway. Alright, so next, moving on. Uh, Okia. Finally got around to. And this was one I was really hyped for when it was coming out. And then for whatever reason, I was just like, I'm not in the mood for this. And it's going to be too heavy, not man. I'm not in the mood for it for the rest of the year, even though I was really excited to see it. Yeah. So finally, I like forced myself to like sit down and be like, I'm finally watching this. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it. It was, it was really entertaining. Good. Well, it was really entertaining and really like harrowing and really sad at times. Like it's a very, it's a very like uh, the director likes to switch tones very rapidly and very abruptly. So it's okay. like a very funny movie. It's a very fun movie, but it's also just like a really sad movie, like unexpectedly at certain parts, and you're just. But uh, and that's why I have yet to watch it. <laughs> like. Yeah. Have you noticed yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched, like, any sad movies recently? <laughs> because I'm just like, I cannot handle this in my life right now. And that's why I was like, Big Sick, that's going to be mostly uh, uh, comedy. No. <laughs> Not the way I watched it. <laughs> Big Sick had one of the best one-liners of probably 2017. Can you yeah. say it on the podcast? Should you say it on the podcast? <laughs> then no. <laughs> Later. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, really interesting film too, because like Tilda Swinton and like Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal gives like the weirdest <laughs> performance in this movie, and it's so over the top and ridiculous. But I love it. Right. Like he's just he's just going for something, and it and it really worked. It's really entertaining. So, but yeah, I think they did a really good job on the uh, special effects too. Like, it's, the whole film kind of depends on you really empathizing with this fictional animal species. And so I think the fact that it was they were able to render it so realistically is, like, very impressive and noteworthy. Nice. Yeah, that's a high recommend from me. All right. I'll, you know, as we wind down in this competition, I've been looking at what movie's shorter <laughs> So that might not make the cut. It's only two hours. It's only two hours two. is like 30 minutes longer than what I've been looking for recently. But we'll then, see. We'll then see. Then watch uh, My Life as a Zucchini. Yeah, exactly. An hour. All right, moving on. Creep 2. Yeah, good. Uh, really liked it. I really liked the... They went in an interesting direction with it. Yeah. And I'd like, I was like reading this article where it's like the director's like, this film is actually more of like a romantic comedy than a horror film. And people are always like, at what point is this going to turn into a horror film? And I'm just always like, no, it's a romantic comedy, actually. So I was like, I, I was like, that's a really interesting way to view this film, and I really like it. It is funny, but it's also like, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, like, I don't know if I said this. I think I probably said this when we were talking about it. I'm like, it's social anxiety, the movie. Like, the whole time, I'm just so uncomfortable. Like, I swear, when I watched this movie, I spent more time looking away and just listening than actually looking at the screen. It's just so uncomfortable. But, yeah. 
did 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 Mark Duplass like specifically make this movie just to get naked on camera? It's impressive. That's, that's the impression I get. <laughs> I, like, mean, I mean, you, you go for why it. not? I'm into it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's impressive. I, but as far as I know, that's the reason this movie was made. There we Moving go. Moving on, the babysitter. Yeah, another good one. I really like this. McG. Like I think <laughs> he did. I it. think the worst parts of this film are like the the. McG, like little bits and touches here and there. Tell, give me an example, because I think I know where you're coming from. Like on all, this. all like the abrupt camera zooms, or like the slow motion mm-hmm. bits, or like mm-hmm. the the title cards inserted and stuff like that. Yeah, all the things that try to make it more stylish and everything. Yeah, it's like this is really unnecessary. I think some of it works in this one. And I think the only reason it works more than in his other movies is because the rest of the movie around it works, so they're way less distracting and, like, I don't know. So, but Yeah, I think the script and the actors in this movie are really great. Bella Thorne is hilarious yeah. in this movie. <laughs> like, yeah, what yeah. happened? She's I... not good in anything else, but in this movie, like, she has actual comedic chops. Like, she needs to pursue that side, I think. Yeah. So I was I was like cracking up a lot during this movie. Like once it once it gets going, it's really funny. Mm-hmm. I do think that its plot kind of dragged a little in the middle, where it's like I think the film worked best when it was focused on the relationship between the kid and the babysitter. And when you have that huge stretch where it's like just uh, the kid and the babysitter's friends, mm-hmm. it's like the film doesn't work as well. But I think. Beyond that, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I agree. It's a good movie. Right. Next up, uh, The Hitman's Bodyguard. How did you enjoy this movie? I've seen this. Uh, this is uh, this was the film I got my uh, whole family to agree on. When I was like, I want to watch a 2017 film so I can uh, beat Lacey. And they're like, fine, okay, we want you to beat Lacey, because so, we all hate that kid. So that's, that's I don't blame them, that. but come on! <laughs> what do you think? Kind of funny? Kind of eh? I think uh, Samuel Jackson and Ryan Reynolds were funny. Uh-huh. But like that's all this movie has going for. It's like, they're really entertaining to watch. They have some funny that's, lines. That's all the movie advertised. Yeah, yeah. And so you get what you paid, paid for. for, I guess. Because, like, the rest of it, it's just, like, the most derivative buddy cop movie formula of all time. And you're just like, well, seen this 165 times before. But so. have you seen Bright? <laughs> Not yet. But, uh, I... We'll talk about it after. <laughs> we'll talk about it after. Um, so, yeah. All right. Finally, final movie, and also my favorite movie of all these, uh, The Shape of Water. You lucky son of a gun. Ooh. Yep. I might see it on Wednesday. We'll see. Is it playing near you? No. Uh, it's supposed to hit uh, another wide release, like, mid-January. Oh, guess what? That's not a part of, though. <laughs> <laughs> Our competition, Aaron. Yeah, but you could save the time driving to go see this movie and watch more movies than that. But time. what if I want it yeah. to be 
a part of my end of the year list, Aaron. That's true. Because, yeah, this was a film I definitely wanted to watch before I did the errands. I was like, this is a film I think is going to really, I'm going to really they, respond to. Are the errands next week? I'll be writing them uh, after our competition is done. All so. right. I think so I gotta, you have to you have to come up with a David Award. Yeah, well, I'm I'm thinking. I've been thinking. You you got you got like a week to come up with something good. All right, good, 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 good. good. So, but Shape of Water. Not gonna say a whole lot because Lacey, I know you're gonna want to go in pretty, you know, with not a lot of information. Blind. But uh, really beautiful. Really loved it. Uh, it's del toro so you know the production design is going to be phenomenal but it's also like it's old school del toro like this is like pan's labyrinth devil's backbone del toro and i love it like as much as i think crimson peak is still a better movie than this okay i would i would put it uh pan's labyrinth crimson peak devil's backbone shape of water Mm -hmm. is how i would rank them okay but this is just that old school like fairy tale like old Hollywood homage kind of Del Toro, and it's it's just beautiful. It's one. Of, it's a very moving film. It's a very. It's one of those films that just like, this is why I love movies as an art form. Like there's so much like symbolism and so many themes to dissect at like every moment, and there's so many like fascinating characters and fascinating storytelling techniques and filmmaking techniques and stuff that you can just, like, every single second of this movie is just so arresting. And that's what I love about Del Toro as a filmmaker, so. I I'm think so that excited. This, yeah, this is one of his better films. It's not not my favorite of his, but I really, really loved it. It's probably going to win some errands. So, we'll see. It's and exciting. some Oscars, I think. I think it Production design, makeup... Probably. Maybe makeup. They typically go for, like, weird ones for makeup, where it's just like, hey, we made this person look like an old guy. Fish person? <laughs> Fish person is, like, he's he's all makeup, right? Like, he doesn't have any CGI. Yeah, yeah. So it then, like, prosthetics and stuff. If, if Suicide Squad can win best makeup, literally oh, so, anything so bright can is gonna, bright, bright is gonna win oh it this my year. god i can't i can't with bright right now <laughs> anyway that was my uh lengthy week all right let's move on spare no time Ugh. when we get into the casting segment for this week guys this week i couldn't really find a connection of something to recast so i was like what's the movie we've all seen that came out in the early 2000s Fast and Furious. Here we go. <laughs> so we're sure, going to be recasting the Fast and the Furious. Now, let's start with Brian. Uh, what's Who's the guy who plays him? What's his name? Paul well, Walker. Rest in peace. Paul Walker, yeah. So the Paul this Walker type. I'm sorry, I don't know people's names. <laughs> it's, yeah. No, I don't know people's names. Now, I was thinking... For our, you know, young, naive sort of cop, you know, he's playing the double agent type thing. Who looks more shady and more happy-go-lucky than Elijah Wood? He'd come in there. 
He'd come. He'd wear glasses too. He'd have to wear glasses. I just feel like that's it's, the only way. Elijah Wood even that young anymore? No, and that's okay. <laughs> my cast is significantly older <laughs> than they were, except for Mia and Letty. <laughs> let's just let's just transform the Fast and Furious franchise into one of those like elderly people going in style. Yeah, the fast and the the old and the fartiest because <laughs> old people fart. Uh so I'm gonna go with Elijah Wood. David, who you got? Uh Miles Teller. Mmm. Okay. He's, he's got the chops to be an action star. He can drive a car. As, as proven by Fantastic. Yes, by the <laughs> iconic Fantastic. Give me Miles Teller. Let me see him be arrogant. Because the, the Brian. Sorry, his name's Brian, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a very arrogant character, and uh-huh. Miles Teller is just an arrogant. Plays a lot of arrogant characters. Yeah. So, I feel like he could just like slide right in and be like, "Oh, I've done this before." And boom. I like that, Aaron. Who are you yep. throwing in the ring? Whose hat are you throwing? Uh, in? I'm gonna go with Aaron Paul. Because you know he Ooh. he tried his best. He went for the he went for Need for Speed. He's like, I I want in on this Fast and Furious franchise. They're not gonna give it to me. He went with Need for Speed. It failed, but you know he really deserved better, cause he's he's a great actor. Great, one of the best young actors working today. So I say let's give him what he deserved and give him the original car racing franchise I'm, all his own. I'm gonna vote for Aaron Paul. <laughs> I'm just gonna be straight on that, um, because he needs to be in more stuff. He's a good actor. Also, just hearing Todd's voice come out of things is just weird. I don't know. I'll just be watching uh, TV and a car commercial come on and be like, why is Todd narrating this? Oh, wait, it's Aaron Paul. He's a real person. (laughs) Dominic Toretto. We need an an older, you know, kind of like ripped figure. Someone who is weathered. Someone who has, you know, seen a lot of stuff, but also someone who can play someone a little shady. Someone who's maybe had dreadlocks in his hair in a film or two. We're looking at the one, the only, James Franco. (laughs) He's going to come in and he's... (laughs) He's going to be like, the whole fight at the beginning of the first one, something about a tuna sandwich. (laughs) That's going to happen. It'll be like, Letty, what happened to you, Letty? (laughs) But it won't be him, like, putting a new spin on the character. It will be like him playing Tommy Wiseau, where he just dissolves (laughs) into, like, a Vin Diesel-type character, so... That's my uh, pitch. David, who you got for Dominic? I choose The Rock. Okay. I want That's... The Rock. So then, so then when, um, but we're not going to recast the later movies, so I want The Rock to meet The Rock. And then when The Rock comes in, Vin Diesel plays him. <laughs> yeah, just, just trade it. Okay. David, I was going to go with The Rock, too. There we go. The Rock I was like, uh, the franchise really would have picked up once The Rock got in it. So you gotta, you just gotta put him in from the start this time, and also, uh-huh. it would be so great because of their ongoing feud. 
if The Rock just fully replaced Vin Diesel yeah. in the new movie. That would be... <laughs> okay, moving on. Letty. We need someone, again, who's a little hardened. She's seen some stuff. She's got a fire burning within her. Someone who can be quick with the words and quick at the wheel. I'm thinking Aubrey Plaza as Letty. Ew, no, 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 no. That's awful. Why? <laughs> I think it's a good fit. Yeah, because you're obsessed. <laughs> I think she's a good actress. And she's certainly a better actress than, uh, what's her name? Michelle Rodriguez. That's not a high standard. No. So there we go. That's my pitch. David, I'll gladly well, have you try and pick air. someone else. Because we have an order. Let's run the order. <laughs> We've been going. Throw your um, hat in the ring, my friend. Who's so, playing Letty? Letty. I think we need Letty to be so young, obviously. And a good young actor is right from Star Wars. <laughs> what's what's her name? Ray. Okay. Aaron. <laughs> I said I, I literally said like five minutes ago, I don't know any actors' names. I always have to look them up. Aaron. Yeah. Who you got? I was gonna go with uh, Rosario Dawson. I'm fine. I'm fine with so, that. Yeah. <laughs> I will put Rosario Dawson in literally any movie. <laughs> All right, Rosario Dawson. Now Mia, you know, kind of been sheltered a little bit from the things that her brother and his girlfriend do. Were they boyfriend girlfriend at that time? I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway. Him and his crew. You know, she's just kind of like, hey, I reap the rewards, but I don't really know what's happening behind the scenes <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, so I'm thinking someone who can play a sort of more naive character, but can kind of come into her own. I'm thinking the one, the only, Anna Kendrick. Aaron's pondering. I could see yeah. it. I could see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. David, do you have one, or do we want to go to Aaron first this time? I think Mia should be played by Ray. Okay, Aaron. What? No, that's a serious thing. I I honestly think Ray would be better as Mia than as Letty. Okay, Aaron. Yeah. Who you got? Uh, I forget. You guys... Just I'm gonna go with Anna Kendrick. Do not plan anything. <laughs> I come in here and I'm like, let's do this, guys. Let's cast a thing, and no one comes to the table with anything. <laughs> All right, Jesse. Kind of, you know, Jesse. Jesse's a bit of, a bit of a screw up in the movie. Everything in the movie goes wrong because of him, and in that manner, he's the whole driving force of the plot. Now, I put Miles Teller down <laughs> as Jesse. Because, you know, he's just like this little punk kid who's like, he can never do anything right. And it's just like, when he dies, you're like, Jesse, you fool. <laughs> and I could just see doing that to Miles Teller playing that character. You're like, you fool, Jesse. You know what we need to do? What's that? We need to cast Aaron Paul as Jesse. And then we can connect Breaking Bad Universe with Fast and Furious. 
And because, like, everyone, you know, Jesse messes up a lot. Dude, dude, tell me Aaron Paul has to be Jesse. I'm just... We already have Aaron Paul in the film. <laughs> I don't but know. Then we could, but then we could put Miles Teller as... Um, I mean, we already have it sorted out. <laughs> it's a little no. late for that. Aaron, who you yes. got? Uh, I had to look up who Jesse was. Okay. I did not remember this character at all. Okay. So I was like, this is the perfect role for Vin Diesel. Cause we're just gonna we're just gonna uh, remove the dominant character from him, give it to the Rock, his most hated enemy, and then we're just gonna <laughs> stick him in the screw up role, and uh, he's gonna have to deal with it. Vin Diesel it is. <laughs> just destroying Vin Diesel. Okay, <laughs> so all that aside, who? Are we using to direct this film, this this masterpiece, something that our kids for generations will talk about? My pick. It's not that funny. I don't know why I'm laughing so much. My pick is Greta Gerwig. <laughs> you know, I feel like we need to continue this trend in Hollywood. Where we take a director who makes a near-perfect movie, and then we say, now go make <laughs> some, like, horrible cash-grab film so that we can give you the keys to make more movies that are good. <laughs> you know, as, like, a sort of a favor. It's not like she's gonna really, like, care about this movie, but she's gonna say, hey, I'm gonna make this so I can make Lady Bird 2. So I can make Lady Bird 3. <laughs> so I can make Lady Bird 17. She's going to skip all the other ones. Oh, so it's just 2 and 3 and 17. Yeah. Okay. That won't be confusing. So that's my person I threw out in the ring there. I think George Miller, the director of Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> See, that's a real answer. <laughs> that would be, he'd make it amazing. All right. Because, you know... Fast and Furious is all about the cars, the chase, and the action sequences. And, like, when I think of a movie of all that, I think of Mad Max Fury Road. I think this needs to translate into this. I mean, I want to see Aaron Paul behind the wheel as Jesse. But no, I guess, guess not. But we'll, we'll just move on from that point. I think Greg Miller. Or George Miller, not Greg. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my pick was... Uh... Kind of the predictable pick after this year. Uh, Edgar Wright, moving from Baby Driver into a Fast and Furious film. See, you guys picked real ones. <laughs> so, uh, hmm. I'm going to go with Greta Gerwig. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, okay, sure. All right, Greta, you got a new movie on your hands, so you can make Lady Bird 2, 3, and 17. <laughs> so we've got... Aaron Paul as Brian, The Rock as Dom, Rosario Dawson as Letty, Anna Kendrick as Mia, and Vin Diesel as Jesse, all being directed <laughs> by the auteur Greta Gerwig. Beautiful. I, yeah, that, I can't think of a better movie right now, honestly. That's, that's perfect. So let's move on to the bad movie. Of the week. Tell me about it. Aaron. 
Yep. David, when you do these competitions mm-hmm. that Aaron and I are, have been doing, and I'm assuming we're probably going to do for 2018 as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Uh, you see some less than savory films. You see some things that you wish you could unsee. You see things. No. Here we go. All right. DreamWorks. Say what you will about them. They have the chops to make a good movie. Their animation studio, I mean. I, I don't know. Their, their other stuff, not very good. But their animation side can make some good stuff. Okay. Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. Kung, well, I was thinking. Kung Fu Panda 2. I was thinking more like the original Shrek. Kung, Kung Fu Panda 3. And, okay. I hear Kung How to Panda Train Your Dragon Holiday. is good. I've never seen How to Train Your Dragon. So. How to Train Your Dragon is good. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, every time they have a new movie coming out, I give it a chance. I'm like, okay, this there might be something good about this that I can see in it. But then, a movie called Home came out. A movie so irredeemable in every way, so utterly stupid, so frantic in pace, and so just the worst, that I found nothing to enjoy out of it. It's one of the worst movies I saw in 2015. I feel even worse, because I took Rackapaw to go with me. We were seeing a movie every week in theaters, and he let me pick every week, and I don't know why, (laughs) because I picked some real bad ones. Um, in Home was one of them. Now, is it the worst movie I saw? No, I saw The Gunman, guys. That little Sean Penn, uh, little piece of work. Yeah, that was a movie. And I, yeah. I saw The Lazarus Project, which is like likable people, but bad movie. Um, but what happens when you combine unlikable people? And a bad movie. When you put Jim Parsons in your lead role as an alien who has no social uh, abilities at all, so he just runs his stupid mouth the entire movie, and you just want to take that alien and strangle the life out of it. You see the little purple alien, and you're like, can I kill this with my bare hands? Because if they let me, I'm going to (laughs) try. And it's even worse when there's more of him. There's like hundreds of these little dudes in the movie. One of them is Steve Martin. So it's like, okay, you got Steve Martin in there. I'll give you some points. But then the little girl is played by Rihanna. Now, Rihanna, like her music, fine. Like her as a person, fine. But as an actress... Rihanna is no good. She has one Not good... At all. She's good in This Is The End. She has a couple good lines. She slaps Michael Sarah, which is pretty funny. I like that scene. It's a good one. But then she's in Battleship and Valerian. She's, she's and, spreading all her eggs in different baskets. Yeah. Yeah, she's in Valerian, yeah. and... Uh, that's that's her problem. She's putting eggs in too many different baskets. Yeah. That's 
That's yeah. not what you're supposed to do. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and she's gonna be Because then, like, if you want an egg, if you want a lot of eggs, then you have to keep on going around to a lot of different baskets to collect all those eggs. Where it's like, if you put them all in one basket, then you have all the eggs you wanted to eat in one place. <laughs> So, so it's just kind of like efficiency, you know? You gotta, gotta put them all in the one basket, and then you will be an efficient and effective uh, person. That's the saying. It's, she's also gonna be in this Ocean's 8 movie, which I don't know, it might be good. <laughs> Um, and, uh, the whole movie is, like, her trying to find her mom or something. And so the alien helps her. And then it's, like, so generic. And then it's like, oh, it's like when we watched Boss Baby. And in the Boss Baby, oh, there's the moment where they're gonna have a fight and a falling out. Because that always happens in every animated movie. And then they are, like, friends again. It's it literally is in like every animated movie and it's always the worst part. Like in Moana, there's the that happens and you're like, oh, this movie's so good. Why does this have to happen right now? And then it does and you're like, okay. And that part sucks, but then it's fine. It fixes itself, but um yeah, this movie does it and it's bad because the rest of the movie's bad. Um, yeah. Also really out of place Rihanna song in the climax. They, they really should have not put all their eggs in the Rihanna basket. Yeah. Is, is what they should have done. I'm done. <laughs> I don't remember this movie this well, that well. I was planning on talking about yoga hosers, but apparently we already did that. So, um, and you know what? I feel like yoga hosers have been beaten into the ground enough. And you know, I'm gonna give it a break. You think? I'm gonna give it a break. I'm gonna give Kevin James, a, Kevin James, <laughs> Kevin Smith, a break, because you know he's just living life. He's doing what he wants to do. So can't blame him for that. Uh, oh, let's move on to the fault in your stars. This is, of course, the segment where we go onto the internet. We find a good review for a bad movie or a bad review for a good movie. We take out all the spoilery bits, all the things that would give it away as to what the movie is. Uh, then we throw it out there, and we have the other two people try and guess what the movie is. Aaron. Yep. You have the movie this week, or the review this week. I, I do. And uh, I have to start out with an apology okay. to uh, you guys. Because sometimes you go on Flicks there, and you're like, huh, why is there a disconnect between the audience and the critics? Right, and so you gotta you gotta go there, and you gotta find out why that disconnect is happening, mm. and then you find some things that you know. You, one star, okay. One star, okay, okay. Garbage. Uh huh. With the Trump administration co- consistently <laughs> attacking the New York <laughs> oh, Times <laughs> and Washington Post as fake news, and with good reason, as a series of stories have proven to be false, not just about Trump. In typical Hollywood fashion, they turn to the movies to try to gain back a measure of respect. Here's the problem, though. Any intelligent person knows that in the past, news, in quotation marks, was exactly that. 
Now it is pure tabloid nonsense that pushes an agenda that may or may not be true. So please don't be fooled into thinking that this movie means the post-times are now honorable journalistic measures in today's climate. They aren't. I mean, it's the post. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. News back in the past. Now oh, that was news. Oh, news wow. It's no, not, news not news anymore. Oh, my God. As soon as I heard, according to the Trump administration, I'm like, here we go. <laughs> We're going for it. <laughs> we got a live one. <laughs> so, yes, I, I apologize again for mm -hmm. all you who wanted to uh, leave that behind us in 2017. It's, uh, it's 2018. It's a new year. It's uh, What is the is post the about? We're going to talk about it next week. But... About the uh, Pentagon Papers. Okay. The... Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I I was like, is this just the Watergate story again? Because I haven't no, seen no. anything. I've just seen, like, you know, a couple random bits. So I'm excited for that, though. I mean, it looks like it's very Oscar baity, but my God, it's yeah. Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep, and Steven Spielberg. So there's going to be something to like about it. Um, so, yeah, guys, this has been episode 84 of Reboot Already Underway. We're hitting it hard again. If you thought we were going to slow down from with it being a new year, just take a look at that Fault in Your Stars section. We're back, baby. Woohoo! We're going to put all of our eggs in different baskets. <laughs> and uh, we're also going to... Uh, I already forgot my pun with the Porg in it, but... Uh, come, a, come a Porg uh, the come Alliance. Porg, the, uh, the Resistance. <laughs> the Resistance, the Alliance. Um, yeah, so, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you. Uh, last year, I thought we'd have one more episode before the end of the year, so I didn't really do any, like, you know, like, uh, specialties, uh, but, you know, busyness. So, uh, thank you for listening to us in 2017, if you listened to us then. That was, it's awesome. I mean, we get, we get, like, listens from people. Like, people are listening to our show, which is weird and crazy, so cool. Like, if you like this show, thank you, because um, it's mostly just, uh, you know, it's a labor of love from us. I, it, we, we do not get paid to do this, believe it or not. Um, so, thank you. Um... And if you want to find this around the internet, Aaron has uh, yeah. manned the the Facebook and Twitter pages recently. He's been uh, putting in work over there, which is very I'm thankful for <laughs> because it's a lot sometimes. And uh, yeah, so thank you, Aaron, okay. for that. I got you. Um, you're doing a good job too, because by the end there, where I was doing it, I'm just like. Uh, nonsense <laughs> like you're so like this is the episode uh so yeah thank you a lot for that and uh you can go there you can go to our twitter you can find us at reboot already underway you can find us on facebook uh, of course reboot already underway uh if you want to uh find us on the on the emails as david said earlier and aaron uh reboot already underway at gmail.com you can email us, uh, send us questions, let us know how we're doing, uh, let us know if you like the show, anything like that, or who you would cast. You know what? Right now, 
if you send us an email, let us know who you would cast throughout this segment. Because it's just a fun segment. Uh, and uh, I haven't done this in a long time, so I'm a little, <laughs> a little lost. Uh, if you want to find Aaron around the internet, you can find him at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. Or this clever blog name is already taken at Tumblr.com. Like he said, the Aaron's are coming up very soon. I think there will be one more episode probably before that goes up, right? Yeah, probably. Same. Same with my end of the year list, which is going to... I'm probably good. It's going to end this week, which is just like, oh my god, there are only six more days. And I am still three behind, so... Or behind. Oh, no, three Not anymore. I watched the Big Sick tonight. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's a little uh, troublesome. <laughs> I'm a little scared already. Uh, so you'll be able to hear the how that competition ended on the next episode. And also we're going to run through everything. If you want to find David around the internet, you can find him at dbex with two S's 15 on Twitter. Uh, and if you want to find me, you can find me at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. Jake Lace on Tumblr, where of course I'll be posting my... Uh, Every movie I watched this year, Breakdown, which the more movies I watch every year is only going to get more and more like, oh my god, okay. I barely See, remember this you're movie. You're just making more work for yourself. You should mm-hmm. just stop watching movies yeah. now. Well, it's like, I don't want to copy the errands. I don't want to be like, here are the Jacobs. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like, so I'm like, you know, I'm doing my own thing. I'm, I'm running through all the movies and... uh some of them are not going to, I'm not going to have much to say. Or some of them I'm probably just going to write, here's my, a link to my review. Because I wrote more reviews this year than last year. So if you want to know what I thought, read it here. Um, so that's probably how that's going to go. And then I'm also going to do my video game list for the year. And I finally think I have it narrowed down. People are not going to be happy with how high Star Wars Battlefront 2 is. <laughs> so... What Sorry. about uh, one two switch? Is that, on, is that on there? I have not played it. I realized I played with way the, less. The cow, the cow milking. Yeah. Mini game. That's. Mm-hmm. Should be number one. <laughs> I realized how few 2017 games I actually played this year. So I have like 13. <laughs> so like the only ones that are getting cut out are like ukulele and like like I liked ukulele, but it's not a good game and like all that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah. So guys, join us next week when we uh, you know we're on 2018 where we're doing this when we're going to be talking about. And it actually is true this time. It is. We're going to be talking about the bye-bye man next week. The bye-bye man. And none of you can stop me this time. We're not going to stop you. We're not going to stop you. Don't (laughs) worry. I will be talking. We'll be talking about bye-bye man because he's he's an interesting role in this year. Yep. Best Spike Jones performance of the year. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you all next week. Goodbye.